This is an introduction to the series on power dynamics in international negotiations. Uh, here I do present the five categories of power that I unveiled in my research. Um, the first one is hermeneutical power, and inform informational power is the second, third is manipulative power, fourth monetary power, and then regulatory power. In this introduction I will simply provide the definitions to each one of these qualities of power um, or ways in which power manifests. Hermeneutical power I have defined as the interpreter's proximity to the authorial intent of a given text. Uh, informational power or information power is the ability to generate and disseminate what is considered true and valuable information at a given time. Uh, manipulative power is the ability to persuade another to adopt the perception and behavior that benefits the persuader. Monetary power is the influence one exerts on another through the ability to provide monetary rewards or incentives. And finally, regulatory power is the ability to make rules or give directives that are perceived as binding. Now, each one of these qualities of power or manifestations of power uh, are those that I have identified within the context of negotiations or negotiations uh, internationally. Uh, suppose we have an international organization or even a country uh, in the Western world wanting to negotiate with an international organization or a country in the developing world. Uh, these are key aspects of the kinds of power dynamics that emerge from these kinds of negotiation. And they can also be seen at the individual level, not only at the country level, but also at the individual level. Uh, we have one in individual A uh, wants to enter in a negotiation with individual B. Some of these qualities of power will manifest themselves within it. And sometimes we are, or oftentimes actually, we are not aware of these power dynamics. And so my intention here is to make the listener uh, and reader aware of these manifestations so that we can enter into negotiations with more caution, uh, better equipped uh, to enter a fair negotiation, better equipped to move towards an equity in negotiations. Uh, and in doing that, we are preventing conflict instead of waiting for conflict to emerge and then have to manage it, as some call I call it uh, conflict resolution. I don't think there is any sort, anything like conflict resolution, but we do manage conflicts, and oftentimes that's what we we aim at doing instead of avoiding conflict. So this, I hope, are tools that are going to help us to prevent conflict uh, in negotiations or as a result of negotiations. Uh, thank you very much. So listen for the next podcasts.